There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. Hey everyone, uh, this is going to be a little mini episode of the Tune and Strong podcast. Um, I'm, I'm flying solo on this one, much as Jen did the other day with her reclaiming failure. Um, I've just got some thoughts I want to get off my chest. This is going to be about boundaries. And I know this is a popular topic for us to talk about. It's not a popular topic for us to implement. So we can talk all day long about you've got to take time for yourself. It's okay to turn the phone off, take self-care day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But how often when we actually try to put those boundaries in place and we say no to people and we're not available and people can't get a hold of us and we don't respond immediately, et cetera, et cetera. How many times is that actually appreciated and understood and applauded and people say, oh, good for you? How many times is it more the opposite? And we hear people, well, where are you? Hey, I can't get a hold of you. Where are you? And then they blow up our phone, no matter, in, in many different ways. I, I have seen so many instances that, of this in the last little bit. And I've been trying to set those boundaries for myself. So as a solopreneur, currently, um, I've, I have a couple of VAs in the Philippines. Um, and I've gone through some, uh, through various different, trying to hire some different people to help me with um, offloading. I hired a really great person a couple of years ago, and she did a little bit of website maintenance. She ran my newsletter. She helped with social media. She made me realize when I had someone to offload that stuff to, I was still providing the content. She was just doing the design and all of it and implementing it. It helped me realize how much more time I had to devote to helping people and training people and taking time for myself to better myself, to better my craft, to learn more about training and musicians and do my research and my study and take time for me. And so many times we think taking time for ourselves is wrong. You know, we have to apologize for not being available. You know, um, I don't want to go on the rabbit hole too much, but this, yeah, I'm just going down the rabbit hole, another direction. But, you know, like I wanted to go on a bike ride today. Uh, going on a bike ride takes several hours. It's not just leaving my house. I have to drive my bike somewhere to ride. And with traffic being what it is, sometimes that drive is 30 minutes away. And then I ride for an hour to two hours. And then I drive a half hour and then I have to take a shower, et cetera. We're talking several hours. And if I have emails I haven't gotten to, I feel like I have to apologize and say, I didn't, you know, I'll be back in a minute. When? No, we, we don't, right? So I'll get back to that. But, you know, I hired some people to help me out because I realized 
I had so much more time to focus on helping people instead of all these things that took away from my helping people. In fact, and I'm not going to apologize for this. It makes me, I feel like it makes me sound like a witch lady and I'm not, not that there's anything wrong with being a witch lady. And that's another, that's a whole other topic. But um, my friend Daniel owns a business. He's also a solopreneur or kindred spirits. Um, he's a guy from church and he owns his own company. Uh, he cleans houses. And one day I thought, you know what? I spend so much time trying to keep my house clean with these two cats that I have. And I have a black floor downstairs, all these things. And I thought I can support his business. And I bet I can free up my time. And here's the trade-off. When I pay him to clean my house every two weeks, it's like once every two weeks or something, um, that's several hours that I don't have to spend doing that. Um, and because of that, it means those several hours I can spend on my business, in my business, on my business, whatever, doing the things I need to do to keep him employed. But also it just frees me. It's so nice to come home after a long week. And I know he's been here and I come in and everything is clean. It's such a sense of relief that I don't have to fool with another thing, right? And at some point, there's that trade-off. But, you know, hiring these other people, the, the first person I hired, she bailed on me. Almost little to no warning. Um, she's a great person. I think she's wonderful. She really served a purpose in showing me that hiring the right people can really help blow up your business and free your time and allow you like i just offloaded all that stuff in her she was in charge but she did a great job my business blew up i had all these new clients come in and then she bailed and it was all on me tenfold because i had been devoting my time to my business and i spent the next two years trying to find some people so now i have a girl that does my graphics funny funny story she was my former flute student she's now in school for animation i'm like would would the the girl who does all the graphics for the tune and strong podcast her name is bethany and um i just asked is this in your wheelhouse is this something you'd like to do and she said well sure so i just asked her to do all the graphics and she will do them in a couple seconds it'll take me hours because i'm not a visual person right and it, it's a win-win because you know i pay her a little bit and she gets to build her portfolio this whole time she's in college she's not like a sophomore right it's perfect and then i've just hired a couple of vas and i'm offloading all that to them as well but the thing with the vas is that they're not schooled in what i do so there's still this training and teaching and showing them what i want done and how and all these things and so it's taking more time and at the same time, once we get a rhythm established, it's helpful. So they're the ones that are helping with the podcast and with my webpage and helping with social media and all these things. And it's such relief that I can offload that. And those are some things that I have put into place to help me build this business because I know I can't do it on my own and I need to devote my time to building this business and to helping people and to learning. Uh, more how to help people, not dealing with the minutia of putting out a, a, a mailing list. Uh, I don't want to say newsletter, but you know what I mean. Um, I have all the content. It just takes me hours. It will take, it took the other day, it took me like eight hours to do one email. I thought, this is stupid. Um, it will take a VA 30 minutes, you know, it, and it takes me forever. So um, where I'm going with this is I've started to 
there's a trade-off because sometimes I feel like I'm even working more now and I'm taking on more than I should. And I'm, I'm trying to do what we all talk about, which is guard our time. Uh, being a single lady, I don't have a husband to come home to in a set dinner time and, you know, kids to put to bed or any of that business, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that, but it does leave a whole lot of room for me just to, I've got to put boundaries on myself for when I'm going to stop working. I mean, I've had nights where I will work till 12 or one in the morning and have to get up and go train clients the next day. You know, it's just, it goes on and on. Right. So I've started trying to figure out, okay, my first boundary was I'm not working on the weekends. And I've had clients push back on me on this. You, you don't work on Saturdays? I'm like, do you work on Saturdays? No, I do not work on Saturdays. Do not ask me to come into the gym on Saturday and Sunday. I've got to have, well, why not? I'm like, because if I don't, I won't get a day off. And at this point right now, Mondays and Thursdays are my work from home days. Because of last year, COVID allowed us to work from home more. And I found a great sense of accomplishment in being able to do more online things and help the online community and doing this podcast and helping my, my clients across the world. But I have to be able to be on the computer, not running around in the car and at the gym and whatever. And that means I have to be here. Also, I want to be able to block out time for my wellness and my fitness because my fitness, I have let take a back seat. I'm ashamed to announce, but you know, I, I use the fact that I got injured last year, year four last at two years, this went once my gallbladder came out, then it was a hamstring injury. Then it was a, you know, I broke my foot and then it was this, and now I've got the numbness and the tingling. And we think it's thoracic outlet, the double crush, all these things. So it's one thing after another. Right. And so I've kept up a little bit of activity, but I've, I've let my fitness go by the wayside in exchange for building the business and focusing on other people's fitness. And, um, side note, Uh, I don't appreciate being called out on it because I'm well aware. Um, I've had a couple different guys in the last year. One uh, insinuate that I was overweight and fat because I was a person, aren't I a personal trainer? And the other one was yesterday uh, made mention that, hey, you know, I tell this to all my clients, you know, image is everything in this music business, and you want to really make the best image possible, so you should stay healthy and fit. This is somebody who was choosing to represent me as a fitness trainer. I'm sure it was a copy-paste that he just put in every email, but my first thought was, wow, that's really poor taste. If you copy and pasted that and didn't realize it and didn't read it, that's insulting. If you did, that's extra insulting, Um, which makes me really glad I'm not continuing my contract with this person. Um, That's another story for another time. Actually, no, it's not. It's very much so about boundaries. So it's not just about boundaries and time. You know, when you, when you, my brain is going in all these different directions, but I know y'all understand this. Learning to set boundaries and actually enforce them for yourself is extremely important. And it's easier said than done. And I've got a list here of my personal bill of rights that was given to me by a counselor a while back. And I think it's very important that I share those with you. And I want you to really think about them. But when we say you have to make time for yourself, you have to make time for your own fitness. That means if 
biking is important to me. No, I don't have to go to bed at eight so I can get up at six and ride at the butt crack of dawn if I don't want to. I have I don't train before 9 a.m. because I know traffic is bad and I could sit in traffic for an hour and a half. So I start training later so I have less time in traffic. Um, so, you know, the, those are boundaries on my time. But if I want to go, if, I, if biking is important to me, I need to make time to bike. If lifting is important to me, I need to make time to lift. I also need to make a plan or hire someone to make a plan for me, which is what trainers do. And to be perfectly honest, I would like to hire a trainer to help me because I've got too much going on to second guess my own workouts, right? Um, not that I can't do them, but I won't do them. When you, when you put skin in the game, you, you know, you do work, right? Okay, so if I'm putting those boundaries on my time and saying biking, cycling is important to me, it's gonna take several hours. And if I'm gonna devote X amount of hours, those are hours that I am not available. And that's part of why I like it. You can't reach me. I'm not taking calls. I'm not texting. I'm not on the internet. It's me and the bike in nature and it's wonderful. And it's important for me to be strong and healthy and fit, be able to help other people. And um, I'm starting to make those things, but I feel guilty about it because I'm not around, right? And so this person, um, a couple other people, this has come up uh, in the last two days. That's just made me think about this. Not just boundaries on your time, but guarding yourself and not letting people take advantage of you. So I mentioned before that um, I'm a single person at the moment and uh, I've had, <laughs> I can't count the number of times people have come to the house and said something about y'all. I'm like, there's no y'all, it's just me. Oh. Uh, oh, well, is your husband in the military? No, I'm in the military. Oh, well, how long were you in? I'm like, I'm still in. Oh, like they just, you know, it doesn't compute that a woman can be in the military and single and own her own home and all these things, right? So <laughs> going along with this, when I had to get the uh, AC replaced, before that, I was trying to get it repaired. And I had several, I had a home warranty company. And I had several people come in, all of them men, several of them were a massive waste of money and time. And a couple of them were a little sexist, shall I say? And I don't really get into this whole thing. I, don't, I haven't seen it very much, thankfully, but there was one person um, I was like, get out. Cause he, I don't remember what he said exactly. I remember how he made me feel was that he was basically saying, uh, you're never going to make it as a single lady owning your own home. You don't need this. You need a man or whatever. And I was just like, get out. Uh, I don't want you in my home. And if you're not going to fix the problem, you're wasting my time and I'm not going to pay you. Get out. And I'm getting better about that. The same thing happened with a doctor. And I made mention of this before when he basically said that I was overweight for a personal trainer. And he insinuated I was lazy and trying to get out of an army fitness test when the fact was I was trying to be proactive and figure out what the heck is wrong with my hip. Started a basic training in 18 years. I've had MRIs. I've had PT. I've had all these things. We think we know what's wrong, but nothing and no one has fixed it, including the person he sent me to who has made it hurt ever since. And it was not hurting for that. And I came in and he goes, well, you know, some, some, ex, you know, some problems are all in our head. Do you really want to get better? You are a personal trainer, aren't you? You don't run. Excuse me. 
So as I mentioned before, he, uh, I started talking anatomy and saying, no, the pain is in the iliacus, not the iliopsoas specifically. It's specifically the iliacus and it happens with hip flexion. It happens with running and it happens with sit-ups. And that is it. And it didn't hurt until you sent me to, you know, Jack Wagon over here who didn't listen, who was insulting his entire staff. It's just rude. And because I didn't fit in their little box, they ignored me and they caused a problem and they didn't listen. And uh, he goes, well, do you really even want to get better? And as soon as I started talking anatomy, he quit listening. And he quit looking me in the eye. He turned his back on me and started spouting more anatomy. He didn't look me in the eye one more time in the last... I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, men really act this way? I just heard stories about this. This is supposed to be a medical professional. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be paying this bill. I'll see myself out. So I'm trying to get better. I, I didn't say that. I really wish I had. I left him a Google review that said about the same. You could look it up. It's Dr. James Loesch in Cool Springs. Um, never met a more arrogant sports med doc in my life. In the meantime, I found Dr. Clark Holmes in Nashville, the best sports med doc there is. Please go see him if, if you need uh, sports medicine help. He has been very helpful. He didn't help the, the hip issues, but he did help with the hamstring issue that they found, which contributed. And I didn't have a problem until I saw the other physical therapist. Long story short, um, I'm trying to get better about really stating my needs. And it's funny because I've had other people tell me, oh, no, you can take care of yourself. You're assertive. You're this, that, and the other. On the inside, I don't feel that way. And I mean, sometimes I do, and I absolutely will stand up for myself. And other times I'm just so afraid of what other people will think of me. And, you, you know, there's cancel culture is a very real thing. And um, there's certain things that we don't talk about on this podcast and I don't talk about in social media much at all. And that's mostly political stuff, mostly because I don't want to get into it. And the other reason is because that's not what my business is about. And I don't want to get caught up in all that other stuff. Do I have opinions? Yes, I do. But I don't want my, <laughs> I don't want to be canceled out for my beliefs. Um, then again, if I feel strongly enough, I will, I will say something. And if you cancel me out, well, that's your problem. <laughs> See? It's, it's hard to say that, but at the same time, oh my gosh, see this whole boundaries thing. It just, I go back and forth on what's okay and what's not. Another point, if you have been in this situation, please let me know. But there's a friend of mine, uh, we went biking together a couple of years ago. And actually I was, I was friends with the, I am friends with several of these people. We would, we would ride 40 to 60 to hundred miles together. Um, and that was back when I was riding a lot. To that end, riding takes a lot of time. 100 miles will take me nine hours, which plus travel is like 12 hours. It's a whole day, right? Um, which means if I'm training for that, it's a lot of hours in a week. And I have not been biking as much in the last two years because I've been focused on building this business. And if I'm biking, I'm not helping people. I'm not learning. I'm not growing. So I've had to sacrifice that, which is frustrating, but um, going to have to go back to lifting, right? Which I also love. So anyway... I had my gallbladder taken out. And ever since then, about a, two years ago, my, my level has gone down. I don't think I've ridden with these people in two years. And they quit inviting me. After the gallbladder surgery, they quit inviting me. I haven't ridden with anybody. I think I've ridden with people maybe twice in the last two years. I always ride by myself. And um, this one person that I ride with or did ride with hasn't she, she has cats, like I have cats. And, you know, sometimes you need someone to help take care of them while you're gone or whatever. Right. And we both went, Oh, cool. 
we can help each other out. Well, it's gotten to the point, I haven't seen her in years now. She only texts me when she wants something. Can you pick me up from the airport? Hey, are you around? Can you, how are you doing? Can you take care of the cats? The how are you doing is only a front for can you, anytime she texts me, I know she wants me to take care of her animals. The other day it was, can you pick me up from the airport? Uh, my, my uh, I, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, no, um, I don't have a car. Oh, I thought you were like, no, I told you I don't have a car. And then the next day, hey, can you come take care of my cats? I don't have a car still. Thanks for asking how I'm doing. No, no, I can't come get, I was like, you can call a cab. You're like a grown woman. Mm, usually if you call a cab right now, it's pretty cheap. You might be able to split it with someone. No answer. Again, the other day, it's like, hey, will you come take care of my animals? And at this point, it's like, you only call me when you want something. This is not a friendship anymore. When was the last time you invited me to do anything? We have never hung out except biking. And you haven't called me to bike in a long time. And I made mention that. She goes, oh, yeah, next year I want to start, you know, make a group. I'm like, okay, I haven't asked you to come take care of my animals in a while. Apparently, we're not seeing this. So I have two options at this point to make my boundaries pretty clear. I can be passive aggressive about it and continue to say, no, I'm not available. Whether I am or not, you can say, no, you're not available. Because if you're not emotionally available, you're not available. Or you don't actually have to make excuses for why you're not available, you're just not. Or I could tell her the truth and say, hey, um, we were friends a while back. We haven't hung out you are asking me to come take care of your animals when you're on bike trips with friends we used to bike with and you're out on these bike trips i'm not invited to anything and you only call me when you want something from me i'm not feeling like this is a friendship anymore i'm feeling very taken advantage of and i don't want to resent you so um until further notice i'm not gonna be able to take care of your animals Period. I don't care if you want to pay me. That's not the point. I'm not your hire. We're supposed to be friends, right? And I feel like that's that's the better move because you're setting those boundaries and saying, hey, I will not be taken advantage of. And for a while, um, I mean, she was asking me, here's the thing. Right now she's asking me to take care of her animals because she's house-sitting for someone else's. She's house-sitting and dog-sitting for someone else. I feel like if you agree to house-sit for someone who has a dog and you have animals, you should have figured that out before you said yes, or you should have said, no, I can't house sit for you. I have animals, but I can come over every day. Why is that being put on me? And at this point I'm allowing it to be put on me. I accepted it, but no more. So I feel like that's, that's my option. If, if you guys are been in this situation before, let me know, but back to the, the whole entrepreneur thing and, and trying to make time for yourself. I know I'm rambling. I, <laughs> I don't know how else to do this, but I, it's weird because I don't have y'all talking back to me. But as an entrepreneur, I want to make that time for myself. And so I started saying, I'm not going to go to the gym on the weekends and train people. So now I'm trying to catch up. Mondays and Thursdays are my work from home days now, thanks to COVID, which has helped. So I'm in the, I'm in the gym Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday for sure. And then, you know, it changes here and there. But Monday and Thursday... Those are my days to update client plans, to do online training, to do all kinds of work, also get work done around my house, do some biking, um, all kinds of things, because I go hard those other days. I'm not making excuse for it, and I'm not going to make an exception 
you know, to just go downtown, that's an hour out of my way for one person. It's nothing against that person, but these boundaries help people respect my time and it helps me respect their time, right? Because the problem is I'm not training people on the weekend, but then I will spend my entire weekend. I cannot tell, I can't count the, the number of weekends I have spent on the computer working on content calendars, on client plans, on newsletters, on updating this, that, and the other, and all kinds of stuff. And I haven't had a lot of fun last year. I've had a, a couple of times, which has been really great. But if I'm not with the army, and if when I'm in the army, if I'm not playing, I'm working on my business. It's like, I need a break. And then I get people who email me on the weekend, which of course they do, but I'm thinking, you know what? Most people have business hours. Tell me if, if any of you do this, let me know. Most people have business hours, nine to five or whatever, Monday through Friday. You don't expect them to answer an email on the weekend. Why should you expect me to answer an email on the weekend? The only reason you do is because I respond and I give you that expectation that, hey, I'll respond, yeah, I'll do it. And so I know several people in the business who, when you get an email from, or when you email them, they will email you back and say, hey, I'm putting boundaries on my time. And right now I'm only answering emails on these days between these hours. I think that's a little much because I don't need to know that, like between what hours, but I appreciate them putting those boundaries on their times. And I think that's really smart. So I'm going to work on um, getting an away message for the weekend so I can say no. And the reason why that is that the reason why this is all coming to a head right now is yesterday I had five clients in a row, five hours of training people straight. And when you're training people, you are on, it's just like you're teaching, you know, you're teaching people, you're coming with creative answers. Hey, this hurts. That hurts. I can't move my so-and-so my shoulder, this, my, can he? and you're just on, you barely have time to pee or drink water, whatever. you're just, you're on and you're paying attention. And by the time that was done, Y'all, I was done. My brain didn't want to focus. I was tired. I just wanted to space out. I thought, this isn't right. I don't feel good. What's, what's going on? And it was just, I had been, I have been going so hard, so long, so many days in a row with Army and uh, National Flute Association and training and travel and et cetera, et cetera. I had a day off in weeks and it caught up with me day before yesterday, or yesterday, caught up with me yesterday. And I thought, I've got those emails to answer. I've got that client planned update. I'm overdue. I got to do this, that, and the other. And my brain was like, you got to do what? It refused to focus. It refused. And I got home. I went straight home. I thought, oh, gosh, I got done early. I can go on a bike ride. I'm like, I don't want to go for a bike ride. I kind of want to sleep. I had that wired but tired feeling. I had too much caffeine, but I couldn't sleep. And I wasn't. And my brain was just shorted out. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to turn my phone off. How many of us allow ourselves to turn our phones off to unplug from the world and not tell anybody about it? I couldn't do it. Uh, I was ready to go to bed. Actually, not even go to bed. I wasn't tired. I was just zoned out. And I just wanted to think, but just, just be mindless and not have to be on, you know? Um, and I was ready for that by six o'clock. So I ended up cooking 
and meal prepping, which I hadn't gotten the chance to do because I was out of town. And I just had a chance. I bought all these groceries. And then the next day I did had no food ready. And so I had that and it's just extra stress and not enough sleep and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to cook. All I'm going to do is going to cook and I'm not going to listen to business podcasts. I'm not going to do any of that. I don't care. My brain can't handle any more of it right now. It cannot handle it. And it just zoned out. And so I thought, I wonder if maybe I should just turn my phone off. What if somebody needs me? What if somebody, I thought, who cares if somebody needs me? They're going to need me in the morning. There's nothing. And of course, sure enough, I, I had, I had messages. I had emails from people asking me this, that, and the other. And even for my VAs, I thought, I just need, why is this not okay? Why are you struggling with this, Angela? Just turn it off. Tell your VAs you're not available the rest of the night. Whatever they need, they can get from you in the morning or you will answer in the morning. You don't have to put out an email with an away message saying you're not answering. Just don't answer. It's okay. And I finally did just turn off my phone. And it was such a freeing feeling to know that no one could get a hold of me. My computer was off. My phone was off. That's it. Free as could be. And I didn't turn it on until this morning because I didn't have to have an alarm. And uh, I almost didn't want to turn it on. I only had to turn it on to find out what time it was. But I thought, you know what? That should be, why do we make excuses for why we didn't respond to an email immediately? Why do we feel like we have to apologize when we don't respond to a text within an hour? I had one person that I worked for um, in the beginning of our relationship, um, I didn't respond as fast as apparently he thought I needed to. And he said, what's happening? I don't like being left in the dark. And I was like, ah, I got your message, but I haven't responded to it yet because I'm not home, which is what I told him. Like, yeah, I spelled it out. I'm like, I'm not keeping you in the dark. I haven't done anything with it yet. Uh, chill out. Also, why do you think, why, why do we allow other people to put such demands on our time that, that they think that they deserve an answer immediately? You know why? It's because everything in this culture right now is immediate. We get immediate food. We get immediate answers. When we text somebody, we expect an immediate answer. We, go to, we have a question. We go to Google. We get an immediate answer. What? In today's society, in today's culture, do we have to wait for? Hey there. My name is Dr. Garrett Hope. I am a composer, coach, podcaster, and speaker. I've been focused on building my music business since 2014 and helping others build theirs since 2015. I want to tell you about the second annual Ultimate Music Business Summit we are organizing. It'll take place early January of 2022. There will be dozens of presentations with highly actionable content all of it available to you so you can start your business, grow your business, and ultimately make more money. Because here's the deal. Unless you earn all of your income from an employer, you are a self-employed small business owner. And if you want to do more than survive, if you want to grow your audience, or if you want to impact more people, you have to think and act like a business owner. And that means this summit is for you. This summit will give you real-world, not theoretical, strategies you can implement immediately. You don't need to be stuck with fear or living in your failures. I promise you, 
With all the teachers lined up, you will get something you've never thought of before. Even though building a business is hard, no one is promising it's easy. It is possible. You just need the right tools and strategies. Tickets for this virtual event will go on sale soon. To be the first in line and to get more information about the summit, presenters, and more, go to musicsummit.biz. That's musicsummit.biz and add your email to the list. Nothing. So when somebody doesn't answer us, well, we don't get an immediate answer. We get irritated because we feel we're entitled to it. So newsflash, you're not. And, uh, you know, I'll put it this way. I talked to Jen today and I realized um, we, we had taken a break from the podcast for a week or two because I was going to be traveling and she was traveling. And I realized I'd sent her a couple texts and I hadn't heard back, which is not abnormal for her. And I applaud her for, you know, getting to things when she makes time for them. She's got all these other things going on as well. Um, and then I, but then I realized, hey, wait a minute. It's been longer than a couple of days. Has it been a week? And I realized it had been two weeks since she had texted back. And I checked today and I was like, are you okay? And she said, no, I'm not. And then I felt terrible because I hadn't checked up. I had just sent the messages. So it kind of goes both ways. One, you don't have to answer anybody right away if you don't want to. Like this person who emailed me the other day, um, you know, I felt bad about not responding right away. I'm like, I don't have to respond to them right away. I can respond to them in my own time. That's okay. We have to start normalizing that. But on the other hand, if you don't hear from somebody that you're used to hearing from, my gosh, check on your people. Okay. And I can go on this, you know, on and on and on and on. I felt like I had better coherent thoughts this afternoon. Um, but in our microwave society, we just expect people to get back to us immediately. We feel like we are entitled to an immediate answer. Um, we all do it, but have some grace, guys. Have some grace towards yourselves. Put those boundaries on yourself. Put those boundaries on other people. Don't let people talk to you certain ways. And I'm going to read these personal bill of rights, and I'll put the, uh, the link in the show notes for this um, because the, the, the uh, address is really long. And this is given to me by a counselor a while back when I was going through um, some, uh, some stuff. And anybody who else is in the situation that I was in where you love to please other people and you're a good student, uh, sometimes that comes at the expense of yourself. And this is really good for helping you learn what are healthy boundaries. So before I ramble on too much, here's your, this is your personal bill of rights. There's 18 of them. Here's number one. I have a right to have no contact with someone who hurts me physically or emotionally. I have a right to take whatever steps are necessary to achieve this. You absolutely have a right to have no contact with anyone. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to excuse it. You don't even have to tell anyone. You have a right to have no contact with someone, period. You don't have to tell them why. You're not a bad person and you're not rude. A lot of times we think we're rude. Depends on the situation, but not in this case. Someone hurts you emotionally or physically, you are not rude. Cut that off. 
Number two, so I have a right to have a plan to increase my personal safety and reduce chaos and confusion. I have a right to have a plan to increase my personal safety. I have a right to have a plan to reduce chaos and confusion. How many of us believe that? You have a right for that. Number three is I have a right to change my mind. Ooh, how many times do we hold people? Well, you said this. Well, you said that. Well, you can change your mind. That's okay. Number four is I have a right to admit I made a mistake and take a new course of action, even if others disagree. Ooh. That takes guts sometimes. Way more guts than to go along with a big crowd of people, especially if you're in the minority. You have a right to change your mind, to admit you made a mistake, take a new course of action, even if others disagree. That's your right. I have a right to make mistakes and not beat myself up about it. Absolutely. When was the last time you made a mistake and you owned it and you moved on? It's very easy to beat ourselves up and to, to dig ourselves a, a, you know, a hole and beat ourselves down about something we did wrong. Very easy to do. But what, what, is that, what purpose does that serve? Sometimes we need a pity party. Sometimes we need a good, you know, mental, emotional thrashing a little bit. You know, if, if especially if you're by yourself and there's nobody there to punish you and you need, you, you need some boundaries for yourself. Okay. But beat yourself up and on and on and on and on. Martyrdom doesn't serve anybody, much less yourself. Being a martyr doesn't help anyone. Number six is I have a right to define who I am, even if others disagree. Whoever you are, whatever you believe, whatever you think, you have a right to define who you are. Even if your friends, even if your parents, even if your colleagues or your work associates, even if your bosses, even if the media disagrees. You have a right to define who you are. Number seven is I have a right to validate my own feelings, even if others disagree. Number eight is I have a right to express my own personal opinions and views, even if others disagree. This is a big one right now. Cancel culture is huge. I don't get into politics much, and I'm not gonna do it here. But I'm gonna tell you this, I'm sick and tired of cancel culture. I am tired of one side having a narrative and another side not getting to express that narrative because they are fact-checked or canceled out or negated, or I've seen some weird stuff in the last few years, and I know y'all have seen it too. And it's really just, no matter what side of the aisle you're on or where you stand on whatever thing, we're not gonna get into it, but everybody has a right to their own opinion. 
everybody has a right to their own beliefs and everybody has a right to okay my cat just showed up you never meow like that everybody has a right to share their opinion whether you disagree with them or you agree with them they have a right to share it they have a right to voice it i don't care if it's the stupidest thing you've ever heard they have a right people have a right to be stupid People have a right to have dumb opinions. They also have a right to voice them. And us disallowing that goes against our freedom of speech. And I want you to think about that, please. Whoever's listening to this, please listen to this. Whatever you believe, everybody has a right to voice their own opinion, to have their own opinion. And you have a right to express your own personal opinions and views, even if others or Facebook or Instagram, or the media, or the president, or, 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 or disagree. And, and whatever that is, you have a right to it, and you have a right to say it. And here's Levi. You would agree, right, fat man? <laughs> okay, we're almost done here. So I have a right to time alone, even if others want me to spend it with them. <sighs> My introverts, y'all are going to get this one, right? But even so, like, I'm an extrovert, man, but I have been by myself for so long. Sometimes it's like, I'm almost afraid to be with people because it's like, I, <laughs> I forgot how it is, you know? But you ever, if you're just feeling like, no, I don't want to go hang out. Yeah, I said I was going to, but I don't feel, feel like it. Okay, then don't. You don't have to make excuses. And you don't have to explain why. Um, I, had a, I had a student in class the other day uh, I asked where someone was and they said, well, I think he has this and he probably has that. And I looked at her and said, you don't have to make excuses for him. And she looked like I had punched her in the face, but it's true. That's exactly what she was doing. She was making excuses for this person who didn't show up. This person also ended up dropping the class, thankfully, because when I asked, when I emailed them and said, hey, I need to make sure that you're alive. Are you okay? Also, it's not okay to skip class. It's not okay to uh, not show up to class and not tell your teacher where you are, but are you all right? Never got an answer. And she was making excuses. And that's something you have to learn. Don't make excuses for other people because uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, number 10 is I have a right to be trusted and not have my integrity questioned. If my trust was deliberately violated by anyone, I have a right to choose to walk away and have my choice respected. Or I can choose to carefully uh, assess my risks and allow the person to try to rebuild my trust. In that case, I have a right to let the person know the boundaries required to do this. That's a, that's a big one. Um, I can think of a specific situation where I actually did this with a person. Um, I filed a sexual harassment suit with someone in my previous National Guard unit. Um, not just sexual harassment, but harassment in general. And what's funny is the army did nothing about it when we were at um, basic leadership course, E5 school. He would berate me in front of the class and make fun of me and you know, just say some really awful things. And I was just shocked that nobody said anything. Even the, uh, you know, he was just straight up bullying me. And I, I, I just didn't know what to do because here I am in this class for leadership and he's not getting called out about it. I get back and I tell my commander and he's like, why didn't you call me? I'm like, because I didn't think that was the course of action I was supposed to take. 
So it turns out he said, he called the person into his office, said, you're not allowed to talk to her, period. You do not talk to her at all. And of course, we're on annual training and I find myself in a room with this person, with other people, and they come up to me and say, hey, I want to talk to you. And I ignored them. I want to talk to you. Ignored them. Hey, can we talk? I'm like, let's go outside. And we go outside and I look at them and I say, I don't know what part of you're not allowed to talk to me. You didn't understand. But that extends to now because this person I did not trust. And um, I had come out of a bad marriage with a narcissistic personality disordered schizophrenic bipolar man. And uh, this was right after that. And I was just learning what that might look like to what toxic looked like. And I realized this is a good chance for me to flex those boundaries and understand that. And I looked at them and said, say whatever you have to say right now, because you're not talking to me again. I don't ever want to talk to you again. I don't want to speak to you again. I want to be in the same room with you again. What do you have to say? And whatever he had to say, can we talk about blah, blah, blah? It was really something stupid. I was like, no, we're done here. Don't ever, ever talk to me again. And he didn't. Although he did slander me in public later on. And so that was a good fun uh, situation. But anyway, um, I left that unit and happy to be so. So anyway, um, I have a right to be trusted and not have my integrity questioned. You have a right to have, to not have your integrity questioned. And if you do, you can put boundaries on that. Number 11 is I have a right to put my needs first, even if others are demanding things from me. Yeah, that's, that goes back to all the things I was just telling you about. Hey, why haven't you responded to this email? Hey, I texted you a while ago. Hey, blah, 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 blah. Turn the phone off. You can respond. You can choose when you respond. And if you've said you're going to respond with a certain amount of time, well, by all means, honor what, honor your words. But you don't have to respond on someone else's timetable. You have a you have a right to put your needs first. Remember, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not gonna take, other, take care of other people, right? That's just what we talked about in the very beginning. Number 12 is that I have a right to take care of myself physically and emotionally. You do. So I don't have to explain to you why I'm not available when it takes five hours to go on a bike ride because I have got to get 30 miles for this ride this way or whatever. I don't have to explain it to you. I don't have to make excuses. That's just part of my schedule. Uh, I'll get back to you when I can. Or whatever your situation is. This is your practice time. Turn your phone off. You don't have, when people are like, I can't, I didn't, I couldn't get a hold of you. I got your voicemail. That's why I'm texting you. I'm like, means I'm not available. If you're texting me, I'm probably still not available. If you're texting me or you're calling or you're emailing me and I'm with clients, I usually don't have my phone on me. You're not going to get a hold of me until we're done with that session. The more you call, it won't change anything. I have a, I had somebody that, that called uh, from another country and spent like 40 minutes on the phone with me. And I thought it was just, you know, they were just talking and, you know, it was a language barrier and I gave him all the benefit of the doubt. And then he called again later and it was another 30 minutes. And we determined that he wanted personal training. And then he got all weird and flaky. And he's like, we're going to start in August. August came and went. He goes, oh, I don't have the money. I'm like, I just wasted all this time. I gave you a movement consult consultation. We did a one-on-one -on -one session. I told you all kinds of things. I've given you all kinds of free things, plus all this free time. Um, okay, fine. So I said, 
when you're ready to work with me, I will put your program out. Uh, give me your email. I'll send you the link to start your subscription. Then we will do it. No answer. That's fine. I was not going to create things for him without getting paid. And this went on for another two months. And he reached out. And one day he just reached out via another email or another Facebook message on, by somebody else. And then he started calling via Facebook Messenger. He called 20 times. And I, I texted back. I was like, in a, I was in the middle of something. I don't remember what it was, but it was Sunday. And I'm like, I am not available right now. And nor do you have the right to call me 20 times. What the heck? And he's like, hi, it's me, so-and-so. I'm on another, I had to get somebody else's profile because I don't, it didn't make any sense. But I was like, yes, I remember you. What do you need? Blah, 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 blah. You know, I was like, okay, as I said before, give me your email address. When you set up payment, we will continue. Blah, 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 blah. And I ignored anything else he said after that because he didn't do it. And then the other day, I got another bunch of barrage of messages. And then suddenly I got a message on WhatsApp, which this is like a direct infringement on my privacy. This is like, this is supposed to be a business relationship. And he's like, well, I think I love you. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hire you anymore, but, you know, please keep sending me free stuff. And I think I'm in love with you. And I'm like, I wrote back, you know, and he called me another 15 times. Hi, it's me. So-and-so it's me. It's me. It's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, don't. If you're, look, I said, we have had conversations before. I laid things out. If you're saying you do not want to train with me and you do not want to hire me as your trainer, that's fine. Do not call me again, period. Do not call me. I never gave him permission to call me at all, much less 20 times, one right after that. Look, if someone doesn't pick up the phone, um, you calling multiple times is not gonna help the situation. And I said, look, if you change your mind, I will send you that contract. All you gotta do is make the payment. We will have a business relationship. Otherwise, bye-bye. I got, okay. What? That was, that was a boundary I was very happy to make, but it's just like, why would you call me 28 times, one right after the other? It's like, I can't block you because I think you want to hire me, but I, I should have just blocked the person. I mean, I've generally wanted, I genuinely wanted to help this person, especially since I'd already talked to them on the phone several times and I'd given them a movement assessment. I'd spend another, I spent hours with this person. And then they're like, oh, I think, and I'm like, I think you need help. Um, this is done here. All right. So, um, right, I have a right to take care of myself physically and emotionally. You have a right to put those boundaries on your time. Say, I'm not taking phone calls from people I don't know on Messenger. Do not contact me on WhatsApp. Just because you have my phone number does not mean you can call and barrage me. Uh, not okay. Unless you're cool with that. Uh, 13 is that I have a right to take whatever measures are necessary to protect myself if I'm attacked. Point in case. But what other measures could you take? Doesn't have to be something like that. Could be physical, could be mental, could be you have to have other people help you. 14 is I have a right to say no if someone wants to touch my body and to have that no respected. Easier said than done sometimes. Easier said than done. But there's power when you say that. No, no. And you don't make excuses, you just say no. 
You don't have to explain, you just say no. And the more you say it, the more power you have. 15 is that I have a right to not take responsibility for the life, happiness, and problems of others. Don't let someone gaslight you and, and put their problems, that's their, their responsibility. Everybody has to take consequences for their own actions. You don't have to take consequences for their actions. You have to take consequences for your own and only your own. So you have a right to not take responsibility for the life, happiness, and problems of others, but I have a right to hold others accountable for their own behavior and to not let them shift the blame to me. You have a right to hold others accountable for their deeds. Don't let them shift the blame on you if that's their own fault. Flip side, you also have the right and the responsibility to take responsibility and accountability for your own actions and behavior. And don't shift that blame to other people. Very easy, right? Oh, I'm late because I was held up in traffic. Were you or were you just uh, poor time management? Just own it. The more you own it, the better. 17 is that I have the right to not let others use guilt or pity or shame to manipulate me. And I am only responsible for my own behavior. It's good to hear, isn't it? Lastly, I have a right to let others be accountable for their own problems and life. That terminology is so good that you have the right to let others be accountable. It takes, the, it takes the responsibility off you, especially if you're one of these people that loves to help people. You have the right to let them take responsibility. It's not your responsibility to, to babysit the world, right? So my friends, this can go on long and long and long, long and long enough. So I will ramble on and on, but I hope this has been helpful. And I hope that hearing me... <laughs> voice my concerns has helped you figure out some um some boundaries you want to enforce in your own life so if you're going to choose to not answer emails on the weekend if that means putting up an away message every weekend do it and stick to it if that means shutting off your phone at a certain time of night and not answering it so be it if it means telling somebody straight up you feel like you're being taken advantage of uh, or disrespected, and you refuse to do that until X, Y, or Z, do that. If it means standing up for yourself and voicing an unpopular opinion, please do that. The world needs every voice, not just some. That's called a monopoly. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of narratives in this world, and there are all kinds of opinions. And nobody has a right to silence anybody else's opinions or censor someone else's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Mm -mm. No matter what you believe or what you think, you have a right to it, whether I agree with you or not, or whether anybody else agrees with you or not. But this cancel culture has got to stop. I'm saying it. This cancel culture has got to stop. Just because you think you're right doesn't mean you're right nor do you get to censor other people. I'm not apologizing for this. And um, if anybody has something that you disagree with, fine, but let them say it. They have a freedom of speech. 
that is what this country was founded on. I, I don't want to go down this path too far, but boy, am I getting all fiery about, about this whole thing. I mean, I feel like we are really, really walking the slippery slope towards with this whole thing with boundaries. We're giving up so much of our freedoms. We're, we're allowing so much of ourselves to be put out there and free reign and just giving up things that are basic rights. And they're not. Take another, if you're in the U.S., take another good look at the U.S. Constitution. I know they didn't really teach, they might have glossed over it in high school and that did us great disservice. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what all the amendments are. How wrong is that? I should know this. Um, take another good look at the Constitution and read it and read it because uh, we all have a responsibility to this country that we live in. And those boundaries that we put on ourselves, there are boundaries that, that need to be higher up as well yeah, at all levels. And it's our responsibility to do something about it because that's how this country was founded. So we're not gonna get into politics, but when it comes to boundaries, that extends in a lot of different directions. And I hope that you've gotten some positive things out of this. I'm gonna stop talking before I ramble on another hour. Thanks guys. <laughs>